Powered through the Alaska Airlines Studios. This is Bump and Stacy on Seattle Sports. Streaming through the Seattle Sports app. Now, here are your hosts, Michael Bumpus and Stacy Ross. Here we go now. All right, moving the conversation forward. Can the Seahawks pay Geno and expect to succeed in 2023? Here's why I love this conversation, Bump, because I was getting fired up listening to Andrew Brandt during Brock and Salt the other day. Here's why. The conversation of paying quarterbacks typically falls into, okay, you can pay really great guys uh, or get a cheap guy. So you're telling me there are five guys you would pay, five or so guys you'd pay elite money to, and and that's it? And and here's the thing. With elite money, yeah. with I wouldn't pay more than five guys in this league more than like $40 million per year right now in, in this year's salary cap or 2023's salary right. cap, that is. Moving forward, will that number change and inflate as the salary cap goes up? Sure. But right now, that's elite money. You're telling me there's 28 or so other teams that just have to find a rookie quarterback to to play with every four years? No. The reality of the NFL is that there are going to be teams every single year that play with that middle tier of quarterbacks. That middle tier of quarterbacks is not going to be paying paid uh, $10 million per year. They're going to get 25 to 35 which is that middle tier sum. So you're just going to tell those teams, a team, by the way, right now, that's what Seattle's looking at with Geno Smith. You're just going to tell them, well, too bad you don't have one of the elites, so sit and wait. I just I, I want people to make a decision. That's what I want, Bump. Make a decision about what you want to do at quarterback for the Seahawks. I am tired of hearing, hey, I don't want to pay Geno. Um, then what do you want to do? The, then what do you want to do? The middle tier, tier quarterback is most of the league. You think of the uh, the rookies that started this year. All right, People say, or like you mentioned, I'll go out and find yourself a rookie quarterback. Brock Purdy was a rookie. He played this year. Mm-hmm. Kenny Pickett played this year. Yes. Desmond played a little bit over Willis, in Atlanta. A Willis a little bit. Um, but most of the most of the league operates under that middle tier quarterback, and they try to win that way. And when you have a middle tier quarterback, your job is to try to build around them and see what you can do. If it was easy, everybody would go out and find a Patrick Mahomes, a Josh Allen, a Joe yep. Burrow, and they would get it done. Um, and people also point to the fact, well, okay, these teams are winning with a with a quarterback on the rookie contract. All right, Philly is going to have to do everything they can next year to try to keep the band together. They're mm-hmm. going to have to pay Jalen Hurts. Same thing with Joe Burrow. Both uh, going to get paid this offseason. Both going to get paid. The Bills had to do it. Had to pay Josh Allen. They still found a way to make it work. The Bills are one of the best teams in the NFL. There is a circle of life in the NFL when it comes to building a team and centering it around a quarterback, you get a rookie quarterback. You hope it works out. He plays his three or four years. Boom, he gets extended. Either he's getting top dollar or he moves into that middle-tier quarterback type of money, and then you start to build around him. There's some people who skip that middle tier and say, we found a franchise guy, a guy who's going to give us a chance to win for five years, and you pay him, and then you build that way. And I think that is what's most important is to realize that most teams operate in that middle mm-hmm. tier. And we're not trying to be like every team. We're not saying, look, got to follow the crowd, the wave, and do what they do. We're saying that, all right, there's a middle tier quarterback right now, and you can pay him and take care of everybody else, but you have to do it strategically. There was a texter that said, that's it. You have to be perfect with your other deals. You cannot mess up. Um, Andrew Brand disproved my point, and I wrote back, I go, ah, you can't be perfect. There's yeah. no way to be perfect. You got to yeah. get lucky. You get performance and injuries 
determine if you did the right things with your contracts. In the moment, signing Jamal, no problem with it. Absolutely no problem. The guy's a pro bowler. He's a baller over there in New York. He comes out here, boom, he has 10 sacks. There's something no DB has ever done. Remember that. A few years ago, everyone's happy. Like, oh, well, you know, he's not great in coverage. I understand that. That's not his game. I'm not going to ask him to do that if he's not good at that. But don't forget, when everyone's talking about how great he was, when he came out against Atlanta, Mm -hmm. very first game, and he's in the box causing havoc, you feel good about it. This is the risk that you take in football. Guys are going to get hurt. It's not if, it's when. They are going to get hurt. Your job is to try to knock on wood, get lucky, and hope that the injury isn't too crazy. I firmly believe if Jamal Adams does not get hurt and he's healthy, we're looking at this defense differently. Yep. We're looking at the 3-4 differently. We're looking at his contract differently. In reality, now it looks like a bad deal because he's dealing with what 99% of players are going to deal with in their career, which is an injury, a couple injuries at that. Yep, and then you don't get the return that you were hoping for. And to your point, the return you initially were getting. Like you you mm-hmm. briefly did get that return. Just what happened wasn't that he became a bad player. He got hurt. Yeah. When it comes to Gino, I'm not – like, do I am I going to guarantee that paying someone gets you the return? No, because that's impossible. What I would do, because I think that you can win and be competitive with Gino as your quarterback, is pay Gino that mid-level starter money. I'm not talking about paying Gino elite quarterback money, right? I heard it framed as, would you pay a good quarterback great money? No, but I don't think thirty million or twenty-five million is great money. It's not. That is middle of the road, like middle tier. You are a veteran starter. That's average. You're average, right? You are a veteran starter. Um, do I think that you can still build this team and you can still win with Gino as your starter? Yeah. Um, I think that people look at Drew Locke and they say, well, people didn't want to move on from Russell Wilson, but the team believed in Gino and Gino ended up being good. Why wouldn't that be the same for Drew Locke? Because the team had a chance to make Drew Locke their starter and didn't. Yeah. I mean, I'm not saying Drew Locke can't be great. I'm just saying I think we're getting a little ahead of ourselves thinking that you can still win and have Drew Locke do everything Gino just did for you. I think I I honestly think we are getting a little too far ahead of ourselves and thinking that that is a certain thing that's going to happen. That's taking a risk also. And I don't think (laughs) that Seattle said, yeah, we can move on from Wilson because we have Gino. No. No, I think Seattle said, look, he's not happy. He wants to do more than what we're willing to do as yes. far as offensive scheme. There's a no-trade clause. we got to find a way to get the most out of this deal. We'll roll with these two and see what happens. And Drew Locke was part of that trade. Drew Locke wasn't even on the roster. They didn't look at this QB room and say, we're good to we go. Got enough. we got a Super Bowl quarterback right now. I think they said, look, we understand where we are in our development now. All right, we got to give these two a chance and see what happens. And uh, that's how the cookie crumbled. So, um... Gino's going to get paid average. He should get paid average. His average should be around $30 million because that's what the average veteran quarterback is getting. And $30 million is just a big number for us in reality. Sure. So we see that number and go, oh, my God. And then I think people just focus on that contract and don't realize, like, man, I've done this before. I got three dudes I cut right now and make some money, save you some money. And those are guys who are near the top in the middle. You can even go down to the bottom. There are guys who just aren't going to be here. Mm-hmm. You know, Then you're going to draft some rookies, get them on rookie deals, get them for the low. Um, so it's a, it's a numbers game. And even as much as I've looked at the salary cap and contracts, even I don't understand it completely, no, the ins and outs like that. That's why there are – Salary cap specialists, dudes who get paid a lot of money to maneuver money around, who are way smarter than I am when it comes uh, to this money game, and they and they find uh, loopholes and stuff. They're like 
people who do my my account does my taxes. I'm like, I don't know how she does it. Like, I know that um, I'm gonna get some money back though. <laughs> you know, Renee, I appreciate you. Renee. No, no, I'm not gonna get audited. Yeah, exactly. So. See, I'm not. I'm, I'm making like uh, I can go on TurboTax money. <laughs> 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 I just, I you know, bump. What's killing me is I. I feel like sometimes people offer, I don't want to pay Gino as a way to not actually take a risk or make a decision. Like, I don't think that everyone who says, oh, I'd, I'd roll with Drew Locke, thinks that Drew Locke is better than Gino. I think mm-hmm. they just don't want to pay Gino. And that's fine. But then do you want to win in 2023? Because I think that your chances of winning become harder without uh, someone who knows what they're doing I think doing some people don't want to win. I think they're. I think, I think people, they they think they don't want to win. Yes, and it it sounds good to not play good football and get a higher pick. Meanwhile, you're going to be texting into this show. Oh, you're going to be booing. I'm going to. We're going to get yelled at, at every Lumen. day. Yeah, you, you know, at <laughs> booing at Lumen. There's going to be all this. Get rid of Pete every year. Get rid of Pete. Get rid of this guy. Do y'all do you want a competitive football no, team? Yeah, Seahawks fans are going to feel about losing how I feel about camping. You haven't experienced it in a really long time, right? <laughs> like it, c- consistent losing since, what, the 90s uh, in, into just barely the early 2000s yeah. that you just think like, yeah, that could be fun in theory. And then you do it and you're like, get me home. I'm, I want out of here. I, I want to go back to the 20s with my draft pick. I don't want this anymore. Yeah, and, and, and I think you got to understand the way Pete Carroll operates too. You think Pete Carroll's going to go out there and and put a team no. out there that is not going to be competitive. That is Never. not that's not how he works, and I don't think that's how most people work either. But I think that it's easier to be on the outside looking at a team and saying, "All right, I, I prefer I prefer to go down like this um, because I'm willing to sit back and, and watch this team lose." Imagine being in it. Imagine being on that roster. Imagine being on that coaching staff. You do everything you can do to win ball games. So that's just not realistic. And I think every move that the Seahawks made, will make and make. It's because they think it's going to make them better. Mm-hmm. It's never because, okay, we're just going to do what we can to get through this. Every move that they are going to make and that they have made, they've made because they think it makes them better. Yes. That's the name of the game. Be better. Truly agree. If they move on from Geno, it'll be because Geno Smith asked for too much or because they fell in love with someone in the draft. Either way, it will be with the idea that we're not looking to take a big step back. Mm-hmm. And I know, and I agree. I see some people say, hey, it's about the rebuild. It's about, you know, trying to step it up. Maybe you roll with Drew for cheap and then build up the defense. Now, you can get better on defense while still having Geno as your quarterback. I just want to stress that. Uh, and I understand that signing Geno uh, to a deal that's two or three years is still a risk. Um, but I just, I... It, I cannot stress how important it is that you have a quarterback. So decide who your quarterback's going to be. Like, decide who's going to make you competitive in 2023. And how many times, Bump, have we talked about the conference being a factor, too? If you were in the AFC, I'd say, you know what? Maybe you do roll with Drew. Maybe mm. maybe you rack up those draft picks. Because <laughs> right. I don't know if you're getting past, you know, right. some of these teams in the AFC. Who do you have to get past in the NFC? I mean, get out of your division and then what? Hold Jaylen. off the NFC East? Yeah, the NFC East. You got you know Jalen, you got like, Dak, yeah. And you're playing the NFC East this year, I think. So you get a chance to get you some are. of those tiebreakers. It's I, I'm just saying you can be competitive sooner. Yeah, you can be competitive sooner. You can be competitive now. That's the thing. You can be competitive now. Do you want to waste? I heard someone, I heard the argument on the text lines, and people texting in, like some of you guys are asking, who are you hearing this from? What are you talking about from the text line? We get maybe 
a thousand texts a day mm-hmm. with people stating their opinions, and we love it. We appreciate it. Keep texting in because you dri- you guys drive a lot of these conversations. Um, but I heard somebody say, "Man, I prefer that they didn't make the playoffs this year, and, and they were bad, and then." You hit the draft harder this year. Okay. Granted, you still got a top five pick. You got a 20 pick. Mm-hmm. But you know what this year did? It gave Tariq Woolen what it felt like to be in the playoffs. It gave Abe Good Lucas point. and Charles Cross. It gave Kenneth, Kenneth Walker. It gave uh, some of the second-year guys who've never been in a playoff game. It's about development. And that's the part that's missing with some people's uh, logic when it comes to this. You are trying to develop for years to come. And when you are developing in anything – There are going to be times where it's going to be hard and you're not going to be where you want to be, but you have to be able to believe in your philosophy and say, we're going to go at it this way for the future. And that's where they are right now. They got a five pick. They got a 20 pick. They got 37. Russell Wilson was making him or letting him go to Denver was a part of the whole plan to prepare for the future. Um, So it's um, it's a marathon. People want to sprint. Well, and I think you can win and develop. I think that you don't I don't want exactly. to view development as, hey, the Mariners took a step back and we're really, really bad and then move forward. NFL careers don't last that long. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like it is long. important to get guys winning experience while also developing. Um, now, are you going to rack up draft picks the way San Francisco did when they were in the basement of the NFC for four consecutive seasons? No. That's one way to do it. I don't know how many fans are going to want to sign up for that. I don't know how many 49ers fans loved that stretch of 49ers football. I know Niners fans. Exactly. I mean, Exactly. You came out with some good picks as a result. Now you're a fantastic team. Got to figure out who your quarterback is. But, hey, so do a couple other teams in the NFL right now. But I don't know how many people want to go through that here in Seattle. If you do, congrats. This isn't for you. (laughs) But, like, I just – I think that – We all collectively, we, me, you, Curtis, my mom, like everyone listening, we need to be honest about what the options are for 2023. Okay. You don't have Patrick Mahomes. You, you can maybe take a shot in the draft at number five. Maybe you think CJ Stroud's the answer yesterday. Bump, you had a great argument for taking CJ Stroud in the draft. If certain dominoes fall, maybe you see your answer in the draft and, or maybe you get a surprise in the draft the way Tariq Woolen was maybe you get a fifth round quarterback and he ends up beating out Gino and then you feel like a dummy for paying Gino okay um that's a, that's something you don't know yet you have Drew Locke you have Gino and you have one of a number of free agents that's your that's your choice unless you want to trade for Lamar or do something crazy and pay big money to him like that's who you have to work with and I feel like the argument is framed as, I only want to pay someone if he's one of the best quarterbacks in the league. You, it might be decades before you get that guy. Do you want to not try to win for decades? I'm in the winning business. I'm in the, I'm in the business of winning, Bob. driven business. Exactly. That's what the NFL is. <laughs> Imagine if Pete puts together a team purposely that goes out and loses. His job's on the line. Yeah. You know what I mean? And he, it's not fun. Pete wants to win. We want them to win. But you got to be realistic. And my realistic prediction last year was six wins. That's what I thought. I thought they'd get like five. I, I gave lucky. them six. They'd be lucky to get five. But they, they coached their you-know-what's off. They found a diamond in the rough in Geno. They got contributions from rookies. Their best offseason acquisition was Nuosu. Let's try to duplicate that. Now, I'm not saying duplicate it in. you got to have seven rookies that play. But duplicate it in, you're, you're going to add pieces that are going to contribute and grab a guy or two in offseason acquisition mm-hmm. and keep taking steps forward. Sometimes a step forward is a is a little baby step. Sometimes a step forward is a is a six six dudes type of step. Mm-hmm. But that's the name of the game is improvement. And I think you can genuinely improve 
by paying a veteran quarterback, that average veteran quarterback salary, and still build around. Are you going to have to dro- uh, drop people? Yeah. yeah. Every every year, dudes get dropped. I do it. That's how it goes. From the 425, the issue is, can Gino win you a Super Bowl? Um, I, uh, competitiveness is great, but winning Super Bowls is the goal. You're right. You're right. But you don't know it unless you try, A. B, I'm nervous about waiting around until I'm uh, until they have a quarterback where I'm convinced he is the guy that can win a Super Bowl, right? Like, mm-hmm. I, I feel like you got to be competitive to be able to get there. Like, that's kind of the thing, right? That's the step. That's the step. And so I see your point, but I just, I would caution against being like, well, because I'm not convinced he's the guy that can win a Super Bowl, I don't want to roll with him. You're not committing lifelong money to Gino. You're committing veteran starter, not elite, just veteran starter money for two to three years. That's what you're committing to Gino. And thirdly, I think that now that people know that the Seahawks will have to pay Gino, the narrative has switched to where Gino's the problem and not myriad other issues that Seattle had during the season. If it's Super Bowl or nothing, go to Vegas tomorrow, put all your money on black and roulette. That's 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 the type of game you're playing. I go to Vegas, I'm trying to make that. I got four days in Vegas, I'm yeah. making this money yep. last. Yeah, what I'm doing is I'm, I'm paying Gino, and then I'm going to draft a quarterback, and then yeah. I'm going to re-sign Drew. You know what I mean? Like, it's just, you, you want to take your chances. You're spreading that money around. Like, you have a plan for how you're going to do it. Your right. plan is, okay, I want to get some drafted picks in here on defense. Number five, get you know get a good defensive lineman there. See if that can improve. You get Jamal healthy. Let's Maybe that's enough to make the defense pretty good. You get Gino back, who had a great season with your wide receivers. Let's see what you can do with that. Like, that's the plan. But then you've got insurance on either side, right? <laughs> then you got then you're bringing back Drew on a cheap deal. Then you're then you're drafting someone late, right. a quarterback late. Like that's I agree. That's how I'm playing. Mm-hmm. But uh, but yeah, I'm, it's I just feel like you can't be too all or nothing when uh, when you don't have Patrick Mahomes sitting waiting for nah, you on the bench. Nah, in Texas, appreciate y'all. Yeah. Keep texting, disagree, agree. We love it. All right, let's get to uh, four down territory. This is Four Down Territory, going inside, inside the, the game. game with former Seahawks and Coug wide receiver Michael Bumpus. All right, Bumpus, we'll go quick with this one. I didn't save you a ton of time. First down, every NFL team now has a head coach. Of all the moves made, which new head coach found himself in the best situation? All right, Broncos got a new head coach. Texans got one. Panthers got one. The Cardinals do and the Colts do. I'm looking at the Panthers, and I'm saying that might be the best move right there. They got the number nine overall pick. I can see them making a move to move up in the draft and get themselves a quarterback. If they do get a quarterback, they already have the number 10 rushing game in the NFL last year. I like the Panthers. Why? Because whoever has a quarterback in that division, that NFC South, should win that thing. It is wide open. It's the most wide open division in football. I'm looking at the Panthers situation with Frank Reich. They got a lot of pieces there already. I think they could do it. Second down. Just talking about this young man. Why is Drew Locke so important to the future of the Seahawks? Drew Locke, man. We've been talking about Geno all day, but why is Drew Locke important? Because he is now your insurance policy. If you move on from Geno, you're going to have a quarterback there who is competent enough to understand the plays and get into the huddle and uh, at least spit the play out fluidly and have these guys believe. All right, if you do stay with Geno, now you have your break in case of emergency type dude. Drew Locke has value to this football team. Do I expect him to go out and light it up if he does get an opportunity and Gino moves on? No, but at least he can get in and out of the huddle. He knows the plays. He has relationships. He allows another guy to come in here to compete if Gino was gone. So Drew Locke, you got to sign him. They're going to sign him. He's important. Stick with him. Third down. The USFL and XFL are adopting a new rule this spring. What's the rule and why do you love it? 
it's it, the rule is if I'm running about to score a touchdown and I fumble and I'm going towards obviously the opponent's end zone and I fumble the ball at the end of the end zone, typically that is a touchback. The opposing team gets the ball at the 20. They get the ball and get it out the 20. They did absolutely nothing. They didn't, didn't recover the football. No, you didn't no, work for that. You didn't work for that. So now what the XFL <laughs> and USSFL is doing, they are making it so if you fumble out the back of the end zone, you fumble out of bounds in the end zone, you get the ball where you fumble, which makes complete sense because there was no recovery. That team did not possess the football. Anywhere else in the field, that's the way the game goes. Mm-hmm. That's the rule. So I I never really understood it. I accepted it because there's some things you just accept, especially with the NFL. It's a dumb rule. They do what they want to do. Yeah, it's a dumb rule. So I'm glad the XFL is experimenting with this. This is what those leagues are for, to try new things, and hopefully the NFL will adopt it. But something tells me the ego of the shield the ego of the show will disregard a lot of the things that these, I guess, subdivision leagues are trying to do. But I like it, man. I'm interested to see how this works you out. You know, it's interesting. We've been talking for a lot uh, yesterday and certainly today with Brandon and, and Paul Seawald about the new rules in MLB. MLB, to its credit, tries new things in its minor leagues. NFL mm-hmm. doesn't have a minor league, but you have these alternate leagues where you can see how rules are used. I'm surprised the NFL doesn't do more of that with like, well, let's see how it works there. I also liked the... Um, the kick return rule for the USSFL. I feel like I'm saying too many S's when I say Yeah, but USSFL. I just kind of let it happen because you love it so much. <laughs> <laughs> I was going to say fourth down, one to ten. How excited are you for these seasons to start? But I know the answer football. is ten. Football. You have a problem. Love fourth football. down. Andy Reid made halftime adjustments and took advantage of the extra ten-plus minutes they were given. Thanks, Rihanna. Should the NFL extend halftimes during the season? I think they should. And the reason why I think they should, I think the Super Bowl was a perfect example of of why they should. The Chiefs were down 10 points. You felt that if the Chiefs didn't come out and put points on the board on that opening drive in the third quarter, the game was probably going to get away from them. Mm -hmm. And then I just saw the adjustments that Andy Reid made. They came out, they ran the football four straight times. They go 10 plays, 75 yards, something score a touchdown. They get other people involved. They start to use a bit more emotions or whatnot. All I see is communication between Andy Reid and his coaches. They sat down and said, look, what do you see him? What do you think is open? Look at that big old play sheet that Andy Reid and BNME has. Okay, what can we go to? What do we think is going to happen there? Yeah. That's why you have a staff of like 10, 12 dudes in the box relaying information and communicating. I don't think they should push the halftime to 29 minutes like it was for the Super but Bowl. But 15. But yeah, give, give them five more minutes. It's going to yeah. take them five minutes to get down there into the locker room. Coaches are sprinting down the hallways, down the elevator to get to their guys. I just love that football is chess, not checkers. It's all about strategy. It's all about putting your players in the right positions and seeing what the opposition is going to do. A little bit of a longer halftime does exactly that. I think you see more quality football in second halves. All right, let's see what's on tap. This is What's on Tap with Bump and Stacy, brought to you by Dick's Driving. So, folks... What's on tap? All right, Kraken get another shot at it, and I want them to take it. I mean that literally. The Kraken are taking on the Flyers tomorrow, 7 p.m. That's what's on tap, brought to you by Dick's Drive-In. Twice now during the show, we've had breaking Pac-12 news. First, it was about a media rights deal with CBS and Turner uh, pulling out of those negotiations from Brett McMurphy. I have more breaking news here, this about the football series, um, and I'm – Without spoiling it, I'm trying to figure out what to make of this news. My gut tells me it's bad news. Thankfully, I'm seated next to someone who knows the Pac-12, now Pac-10, very well. We're going to figure it out next. Bumpin' Stacy, Powered through the Alaska Airlines Studios. On Seattle Sports. Here are your hosts, Michael Bumpus and Stacy Rost. 
Uh, all right. First, get your questions in for what I need to know that's coming your way in 15 minutes. Text the Mac and Jack's text line now, 866-979-3776. Let's make sense of this new Pac-12 news here. Uh, this is breaking Ohio State. I'm reading this report from Mike Varela of the Seattle Times. Ohio State has decided to cancel its football series with Washington, which was going to be one home game, one away game in 2024 and 2025. Two games total. One uh, game in Washington in 2024, game in Ohio. Ohio in 2025. Ohio State paid $500,000 to cancel this series, by the way, Bump. Um, there is one theory as to why they did it, but first let me read you uh, some of what Jen Cohen, athletic director for Washington, had to say, and then uh, also a statement from Gene Smith, who's the athletic director for Ohio State. Uh, Jen Cohen said, we're very disappointed that our student athletes, staff, and Husky Nation won't get to experience these two games with Ohio State. Everyone has had these dates circled for a number of years and we were looking forward to these opportunities to compete against the Buckeyes. We're in the process of finding new opponents for the 2024 and 2025 seasons and we'll provide an update as soon as we have one. Again, uh, Washington now does not have a Power 5 non-conference opponent scheduled until 2028 when they've got a game against Michigan. Gene Smith, who's the athletic director for Ohio State, said, they initiate we sorry Ohio State we initiated the cancellation. I have the utmost respect for the University of Washington lies and for Director of Athletics Jen Cohen. This was a very difficult call to make. So bump the theory right now a floating theory is maybe they just didn't want an additional West Coast trip because don't forget that UCLA and USC are now part of the Big Ten Conference. So if their schedule in 2024 included a game against UCLA or USC, maybe they didn't want to make another West Coast trip. So you were, you would pay half a million dollars to not make a second trip to the West Coast? Doesn't make sense to me. Um, what does make sense is that there's a plan in place. They're going to make that money up somewhere. I don't think you... You canceled this home and home series without having something else lined up. What that is against who? I don't know. I don't know what's going on there. An even bigger conspiracy theory. What if they anticipate you dub to uh, to join that conference? Then it would it would leave. extra make no. Well, then why would it make leave? And now they don't need to. Uh, I don't know. I'm just thinking of. Stuff I know. Right I know. Now. I know. I know. I asked you to think out loud. Well, this news just broke, on? so I'm kind of springing it out on you. I'm just trying to think of like. I mean, look. Unfortunately, what it tells me is Ohio State saw bigger fish, and once again, it's exactly. another blow to the Pac-12, where they were like, "Hey, no offense, Washington. I know we had this date planned, but this other girl I was talking to just broke up with her boyfriend, so I'm kicking you to the curb. You're alone on Valentine's Day, and now instead, I'm going to go after uh, this school here. I've Most gotta, likely, that's got, what happened, right? Like, I got yeah. a game against. I don't know, I even know what it would be like. It couldn't be like Florida, but like some random, like maybe an SEC opponent or maybe some random opponent, another non-conference opponent that they just like a little bit more. It saves them a trip to the West Coast. I just think it's whack to try to avoid one one West Coast trip. And I know $500,000 is pocket change to Ohio State, but the entire thing is just absurd. It's disrespectful to the Pac-12. The Pac-12 has kind of brought that on itself, but really Ohio State... This late in the game, it's for the 2024 season. The only satisfaction I get out of this is that uh, UW just got big boyed a little bit. You know, like nah, we're good, we're good. We don't want to, we don't want to play you guys. We can find an even, uh, even more worthy opponent. But yeah, it doesn't make sense. It makes them, it makes them look scared, or it makes them look like 
we're just going to big boy you. We got other plans. Like you mentioned, there's another girl over there. She's a bit cuter, better personality. We're going to go holler <laughs> at them cuter. real quick. You know what I mean? Oh. But, yeah, that's uh, it's disappointing, too, because I would have been at that game. I would have been in that game watching it if I wasn't working. I know. I would have asked the Pac-12 to, <laughs> to make it so I could work that game. But, um, yeah, it's, uh, it's disappointing, man, because that, especially with the trajectory that UW has right now, um, their recruiting class is decent. Um, it's only fourth, fourth in the pack. Nah, Penix will be gone after this year. Oh, right, 2024. I keep thinking a year ahead here. Yeah, he's gone after this year. But, uh, yeah, it's disappointing. They didn't want that smoke. They didn't want, they didn't want it? They didn't want it. Or they want smoke from someone else. Uh, well, they it was both. They, they couldn't handle it. They couldn't handle a trip to Washington. They knew they would lose. That's exactly what it was. Um, now, I'm sure there are other reasons for Ohio State. Uh, it's a developing story. I know they have their um, statement out that uh, I'm trying to find. I just have what's available in uh, this uh, report out of Washington. Um, so uh, this is the final thing here, and this is not so great uh, via the Seattle Times as it stands. Uh, the Huskies don't have another, I mentioned this, Power 5 non-conference opponent scheduled until 2028 when Michigan is slated to visit Husky Stadium on the return trip of a home-and-home home series. So this isn't good. I, I wish that I had, like, just one good Pac-12 story today. Instead, Curtis, what are you giving me here? We've had nothing but bad Pac-12 news. Uh, you want... I guess funny news or like okay. uh, news yeah, that news, <laughs> news news news. So Tom Brady, as we know, went through a divorce earlier this season yeah. with uh, Giselle Bundchen. God bless his soul. Um, a divorced dad would probably go out and get a pet to cure his loneliness, right? Of course. Tom Brady has adopted two cats. He is now a cat dad. You're right. That is good cat news. Daddy. That is- that's He's cat daddy. Cat daddy. That is some <laughs> strong divorce dad energy. I'm going to get these cats to keep me. I company. didn't see. I don't know why I also imagine Tom Brady living in a small apartment. Like, I know he doesn't, but I imagine him in an apartment with his like two cats. Like a 600 square foot apartment. Yeah, and he's like, hey, kids, bedroom. sorry I don't have the bed set up yet. I uh, got an air it's mattress an air in there mattress. you can sleep on. And, uh, <laughs> got lawn, yeah. or, uh, well, got yard furniture. We're still working house. on a TV stand, but we do have a TV, and that's good news. But here are my cats. I don't see Tom Brady as being a cat guy. That's surprising to me. It is to me, too, but it makes sense. They're low maintenance. Like, cats can disappear for three days and come back perfectly healthy and ready to go dogs i'm dealing with it right now that is a full-time job raising a puppy you guys have just the one puppy right in addition to a a grown dog and a puppy and i'm ready to uh give them back to somebody you know what i'm upset is that you were supposed to bring the puppy in and you didn't yeah, that's my bad. It's too much trouble. Yeah. It's too much trouble. Is the puppy potty train? Probably not. No, nah, we're, we're working a, through it. That's yeah. okay. We're working through it. That's okay. I'm fine with that. Uh, someone said, bump, Ohio State wouldn't get the media exposure like it would have in the past. Exactly. That's why it's mm-hmm. awful. That's why it's bad Pac-12 news. You know what happened? They said, oh, Turner? Turner's not yeah. a possibility? No TNT, CBS? No? All right. God, it's we just, it just keeps sinking itself. It feels like, um, what, what? who does... Uh, uh, it's not Steve Carell. Who's the guy that plays like Mr. Magoo? And he's Lindsay like, Nielsen. Uh, no, that's not who I'm thinking of. He's like this dim-witted like detective guy, and he keeps messing everything up. Inspector Gadget. Inspe- no, it's not that. <laughs> Inspector Gadget's very resourceful. I'm thinking of is it uh, Steve Allen or something? I don't know. He plays some Steve kind. Of, is Martin? it the Pink Panther? Steve Martin. Steve, Steve Martin. Well, what I'm imagining. He played the remake of the Pink. Okay, Panther. well, this is the Pac-12. The Pac-12 is this guy. It's like a detective that keeps like, um, like poke 
poking holes in a ship that's sinking and he's messing everything up and he doesn't even realize he's doing it and he's trying to solve one problem while creating another. It's just it is a is it a it it's a chaotic mess and it pains me to watch and I can't stand it. And that's why it's bad news because it's almost it's almost it isn't. It is almost it's laughable. Yeah. It's embarrassing. I mean, that's exactly it. They don't see the value. There's no value in playing a Pac-10 team right now. No. The only value you have is if you play SC and maybe Utah. I think those are the two valuable teams. I mean, I throw Oregon in there. But if it ain't oh. SC, man, it don't make sense to anybody else. You're not going to get exposure. Um, even though UW, man, I like what UW is doing. I think they're going to be a good football program. That's what's upsetting. But, uh, it, yeah, it makes sense. Someone said Mr. Bean. That's not really who I was thinking of, but I guess. It's where like mistakes are happening over and over and it becomes comical. That's what I feel right now about the Pac-12. I'm, I'm beyond hurt and I'm into comedy. 253, uh, getting back to Tom Brady's divorce life. Uh, he lives in a storage facility now. Like, uh, that's where, not quite divorce, Dad. I don't know. Like, no way. Where you, like, hey, you want to come over to my spot? It's like, yeah, why am I at this public storage place? Uh, that sounds like someone being kidnapped is what that sounds like. And then like. he opens the garage and it's like a bed. <laughs> this is my spot. Lamp, it's it's like, a studio. It's like, I don't think you're allowed to live here. <laughs> eh, don't let him know. I don't know if that's what it is. Uh, but I do. I, I just I'm surprised that he adopted two cats and not just one, but two. Two cats. They're probably Siamese. That's exactly what they are, yeah. Wow, how'd you know that? Because you always get two of them things. Really? Why? I don't know. (laughs) (laughs) You get two of them things. All right, get your questions in for what I need to know. Right now, text it to the Mac and Jack's text line, 866-979-3776. Again, that number, 866-979-3776. That's next. Bumpin' Stacy, Powered through the Alaska Airlines Studios. On Seattle Sports. Here are your hosts, Michael Bumpus and Stacy Ross. Get your questions in now. It's what I need to know. Brought to you by All Red Heating, Cooling, and Electric. Any question you have, text it to the Mac and Jack's text line, 866-979-3776. We were just talking about Tom Brady adopting two cats. He's a cat dad now. Uh, what I need to know from this listener, cats or dogs? If dogs bump, are you saying go dogs? Uh, it's dogs, but I'm saying go Lulu and go Messi. <laughs> Specifically your my dogs. dogs. Specifically <laughs> your dogs. Uh, dogs. I have had a cat that I really loved, though. The thing with cats is you got to get the right cat. Any dog. I could have any dog and love that dog. Mm-hmm. Cats are a little more like, there are some cats that are like, why did you, why did you buy me or adopt me? Like, Get out of my business. You know what I mean? Like, they're kind of, they got attitude. Cats they're a little rude. Attitude. They're they a little don't boring. Need you. The cats they, they don't, don't need necessarily you. need you. They're independent. And then you sometimes get a cat that's a little more like a dog. Those are the good cats. Cats that are like dogs. Yeah. <laughs> Seriously, that's when they're great. Uh, let's see. Are y'all excited for the return of Seahawks Retro Unis? I'm here. I'm here. I'm here. I'm here. I am hyped for yes. those things, man. Been waiting. I've been seeing so many people. Uh, Posted on Instagram and Twitter and all that stuff. So, yeah, I'm ready. I'm excited. Curtis, years. you don't think that they're going to play the game before they make them available for purchase, which I think no, is I said, wild. No, I think they're going to play the – I think they're going to play the game and then make them available. Right. I think they should make them avail for, available for purchase so that everyone can wear their throwback stuff to the game. And I also hope that they wear them more than once. I think they'll probably wear them twice. Mm. That's my guess. At least yeah, you still like got to wear the uh, the action green. You still got to wear their regular home navies. Sure, they've got multiple options. They got what? 
That makes five uniform combinations for them. Look at MLB all, over here. Like, you can only have four. That's a lot. What if they wore the blue tops and the white tops to do a home and away with the with the throwbacks, the I retros? Mean, I think dope. eventually they will have home and away versions of the, of the retros. I think this year they'll only just do the home. I would love to see both of them. I'm super excited for it. What I need to know, would you rather re-sign Gino or for the same amount of money get uh, Deron Payne from the Commanders and the top free agent center and take your chances with the quarterback whoa, whoa, whoa. like Marcus Mariota and Drew Locke? That's the question. Like okay, 808. Things. What I need to know, would you rather re-sign Gino or for the same amount of money, which I would disagree with, get Deron Payne from the Commanders and the top free agent center and then take your chances with some random quarterback like Marcus Mariota or Drew Locke or something. Top, well, that that's almost the same amount because Payne's going to ask for 20. Top center's around 11. So it's 31. Yeah, but so is Gino going to have a 31 million cap hit in 2022? No, he's not going to have a cap hit, but that's what that's the number people are going to see. And yeah. be like, oh, yeah. yeah. Um, no, wouldn't do it. Sing with Gino. Yeah, I just... I... I recognize that my argument uh, about just trusting Gino more than Drew Locke kind of backfires when people say, well, before Russell Wilson moved on, we didn't know what Gino would be. I just, that's how I feel. Yeah. It is what it is. It is what it is. Uh, what I need to know, Bump, how long until we get the NBA back in Seattle? 2025. It's going down. You know, we won't have Ohio State, but we will have oh, the I would NBA. take the Sonics over a, a game over Ohio State. <laughs> <laughs> uh, what I need to know uh, is Die Hard a Christmas movie? Sure. I just don't care about Die Hard. Can we just talk Thank about how Die you. Hard is not that great of a movie? It's Thank fine. You. There's nothing inherently wrong with it. It's not horrible. It's just we talk about Die Hard like it's one of the greatest pieces of art ever made. And it's just a movie about a guy whose wife is mad at him. So he breaks into her holiday party and crawls through the HVAC system. It's dying hard, though. <laughs> die hard. And there are multiple die hards? There are. Die harder. Die, die the hardest. hardest. Die yeah. hardest. What I need to know which jersey are you most excited for this season? You have multiple choice Mariners Connect jerseys, Hawks Throwback Unis, or Sounders Bruce Lee kit. I love a retro. The Bruce no Lee one what. got unveiled today. It's uh, red and black. It. I'm going to Google it, but it's really it's a nice look. I'm not going to say that I'm doing it. On I so am going to say time. the Seahawks throwback. Yeah, I did it. Yep. Uh, yep. Ooh, We've gotten Bruce? sort of a teaser of the Mariners City Connect. It kind of looks like the Seattle Pilots uniforms, if I'm not mistaken. Uh, that was like a, a leaked screenshot that somebody had. Yeah. But I think the CX throwbacks are going to be just the cleanest looking things. Okay. Bruce Lee collection. Very cool. I'm still going throwbacks. I yeah, just, throwbacks. Yeah. Uh, what I need to know, are Stacey's movie takes worse than her food takes? No, because you guys agreed with me on Die Hard. Nah, you're... <laughs> you're, 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 um... No, you're good. Thank you. You're good. Okay. You're good. Uh, what I need to know, um, give me Derek Carr all day long for market value. Not a question, just a statement. You What's want Derek, Derek Carr's Carr. market value? We're going to find out real soon. Yeah, we are. He's but about to get 40. I think I'll it's higher. 35? I think What's it's it higher get? than everyone thinks. Well, also, like, it's going to be if a team's desperate enough. So Derek Carr, maybe he goes with the Saints. They need to make some cuts in order to make room. Like they might move Hella on from cuts. Michael Thomas. Yeah, they're in a cap situation. But like the Jets, if they can't get Aaron Rodgers and they're desperate, they'd pay him big money. Mm-hmm. Ah, 
Is he oh, worth that, though? I don't think he is. He's worth 35. I don't think he's worth significantly more than Gino. No. I don't. Uh, what I need to know um, is putting a dessert. I mean, no. yeah. Sure. No. no. It's a snack. Okay. Well, that's acceptable. Sure. Dessert? <laughs> Go to a fancy restaurant. I'll have the pudding for dessert. <laughs> okay. okay. It's a dessert in, in, uh, fair. in fair. Great Britain. <laughs> totally fair. What I need to know from the 360, does Bump have that dog in him? Not the purple dog, but yeah, I got that dog. I think in that's. Me. I think they just not, mean not you know. You do an X-ray dog. of the chest. You see that dog? <laughs> hey, you see a, you see a pit bull. <laughs> I don't. A non. You see a non-allergenic dog. <laughs> not huskies. They shed everywhere, man. <laughs> no, what you see is it's just a labradoodle. A labradoodle. Real friendly. Cute little labradoodle. Yeah, Two yeah. of them now. Hypoallergenic, <laughs> wagging its tail. Yeah, I got that dog in that me. Dog. And by that I mean it's just. It's a. It could be you know a service dog, service animal, just really friendly, <laughs> really patient, good with kids. Oh man! <laughs> uh, all right, that will. Uh, no, wait, oh god, oh god, I have so many. Okay. Uh, Best grade school recess game from the three six L. Not tetherball, because let me tell you what people cheat at tetherball. It's because you got to be tall to win in tetherball. I know, because what they do is they get that leverage, and then that they leverage. hit the tetherball low, and then you never have a here's, chance. Here's the thing: Did you guys play to where you can grab the rope, or you have to no. hit the ball? You have to hit, hit the, the ball. ball. Yeah, yeah. See, we played shady rules. Yeah, those because are... people were short. They're like, all right, just grab the rope and yeah. be good. Uh, which NFL player would you trust the most to babysit your kids? Which NFL? Philip Rivers. <laughs> <laughs> he's got a million. Because he's got five hundred. Austin Blythe. He is oh, the he nicest great. dude I've ever met. He was also really patient because his kids were on the couch with him during his interview with you guys, yeah. and they were, you know, getting up. They're his daughter kids. was like walking around being kids. Mm-hmm. They were adorable, but he was just chilling. Yeah, yeah, that's a good one. I'll go with I'll, I'll co-sign Austin Blythe too. Uh, all right, you guys, that will do it for us today. We'll be back with you tomorrow at 10 a.m. Don't go anywhere. Wyman and Bob coming up next.